Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! It's noon on uh, Groundhog Day, February 2nd, Wednesday, 2022. And this is news that you can use from YAA with your host, Ray. And well, that 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 behind me is Zach burning in hell for such a clickbaity <laughs> title for today's show. All right. So here is the deal. Will we need the bail LGM? I don't know. I don't know. It's you know what? <laughs> Technically, that's a fair question. Is that it? is definitely a fair question. Really? Um, you have any time frame involved in this question? Are you saying like this in year? Theory, two in years, theory, it could 10, 12, 15, 20 years from now. I mean, what? Could happen. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, yeah. You know what else could happen? In theory, I, I could I could grow to be six foot. All right. So let's take a peek at why I went with what I went with this morning. Give me one second here. Uh, well, I know why you went with it. No, I think it has validity. A lot of validity. This was the headline on Harvard <laughs> News this morning. <laughs> why are you giving me such a hard time? Stop giving me such a hard time. GM profit drops 39% in Q4 as chip shortage slowed production. Okay. So read, read the rest. It's actually blurred on my. I can't see yeah, that. For yeah, all 2021, yeah. GM's net income surged 56 percent to 10 billion dollars. So Was sure, that they, the B? That's so they made 10 billion dollars last year. Yeah. But that, there are a lot of things going on at GM right now that I think bring up a lot of questions. Right, Mary Barros talked about we're going to have 400,000 EVs that we're going to produce per year, right around the corner. We're having struggles, obviously, towards the end of last year to be able to actually produce cars. I think that, and we and we've seen a lot of backlash against GM recently as well. I mean for the fact that they've done a poor job transitioning to electric. So I don't know. Are we going to have to bail them out? I think that I don't is know. A, I think that is a very open question. Yeah, no. Yeah, talk to me during the next depression. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. GM didn't fare as well as some of their uh, competitors, though, in the fourth quarter. That's for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. The, uh, that's why the other competitors aren't going to need a bailout? I, I mean, potentially. Uh, we uh, actually had, where is it here? Um Ford sales flat. Yeah, this was this was yesterday. We talked a little bit about sales numbers for the yes. last quarter. Ford sales flat, Hyundai rebound, Honda, Subaru, Toyota, Kia slip again as chip shortage drags on. We didn't look at this data up here at the top, and now it's completely filled out. Why don't we well, spend a little it, bit of time? As completely filled out as it can be since very few of the manufacturers report on a monthly basis anymore. Yeah, this is what's fascinating. Seven manufacturers, <laughs> seven of the 30-plus yeah. major OEMs actually report their monthly numbers it yes. used to be that pretty much everyone did this no not pretty much everyone everyone, did, everyone did, this. did this it wasn't pretty much there was no pretty much about it every month yep every manufacturer reported how many cars they sold and then several started going to well we're going to report quarterly because well apparently we don't really want the world to know uh, how we're doing or not doing yeah and and so th- this this is the list when if we were to have looked say two years ago uh the list would be five or six times bigger than this stands out standouts on this list lincoln down 25 percent month a uh, year over year for january yeah. i mean that's not a lot of metal that you're moving right there same with Acura, down 33 percent aren't you glad you're not in the, in the dealership working for Acura anymore that must have been a really really tough month for Acura look how dealerships. bad honda was honda was down 19 percent 18 and a half percent yeah genesis 
Yeah. Continuing to grow up 30%. Yes. Hyundai overall up as well. Mazda sales down considerably at 16.5%. Subaru uh, down again. You know, Subaru there was there well. was like a 12-year period of time where, where they went up. Uh, they, they had an increase month over month, year over year for like 12, 12 years in a row. And then the chips hit the fan. The chips really did hit the fan. Yeah. yeah. And their sales have been down ever since. Yes. We do have, let's hit on the one other piece of news from General Motors, and then we'll we'll switch gears. So, yeah, I apologize for the clickbait. Actually, yeah, I but, but you know, he wants bait. eyes on the show. It's all about it's all about ratings. Ladies this one right here pops. No, it's all about, you know, giving people good information. Yes. Give people good information, you'll get the ratings. GM aims to deliver 400,000 EVs in North America through 2023. This yes. is the other piece. I mean, the title is not you know, the best, but this is the other piece of the puzzle in the yeah. sense that if you cannot effectively execute this strategy, yeah, what are you looking at here? Um, the poop pit in the fan. Honestly, because yeah. you're looking at a legacy business yeah. that has not been able to keep up. I mean, they do have the Silverado EV, and I think that's... I think we probably both agree that's going to be that's going to be a killer just based on what's happened with Ford. Yes. And the Lightning. I mean there's yeah. so much attention and, and, and activity towards that. But this is a big deal. They're trying to move 400,000 EVs. Jaguar actually yesterday came out dad and said by 2025 fully electric. I mean the yeah, pushes. But, but if you only have to be fully electric for like 10,000 vehicles that you produce a year. Okay, so maybe they produce more than 10,000, but you know the, the number of vehicles the Jaguar produces and sells yeah. annually is is a mere pittance, uh, you know, a, a, a blip sure. uh, compared to what these major legacy manufacturers are talking about selling. So, yeah, I think it's great that you want to that you want to cite Jaguar wants to be all electric by uh, by twenty twenty five. But when you only have to make three cars electric, you know, and that's your entire inventory, you're done. It's it's a lot simpler. I think it's a lot more challenging for a brand like like GM. Obviously, they have yes. the the Hummer EV, the Silverado EV, the Cadillac. Lyric uh, that's coming out soon as well. Yes, but yes. I mean they've well, got a Cadillac's going to be an all-electric brand at a certain point, which was why they, I think, about a third of their dealers gave up their franchises because it was either you you electrify um, and and upgrade your facilities, or well, we'll pay you to buy out. And many said, you know, well, I'm not interested in being in the electric car business, and they took the buyout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is actually a really interesting comment here from Bedford, and I've got something to tie it into. Yeah. It says, GM is pushing the government agenda because the government basically bought GM in previous bailout. That is why they are so gung-ho on EVs at GM with no infrastructure to support it. Now, what's fascinating about this, I don't, I mean, you can buy into that. You cannot buy into that. Yeah. One of the things that I actually learned today, Dad, this yes. is something I learned today, and it, and it ties in, I promise. We have a new article back up on the blog. Yeah. Uh, Justin wrote this, and yes. this is, what is Electrify America? The charging station for all. What does this have to do with Electrify America? You may not know this. Yeah. But Electrify America was, it's right here. Electrify America is the rebranded name for the initiative that Volkswagen created and funded as part of the 2016 settlement with the United States Environmental Protection Agency and the California Air Resources Board. This is from, from Dieselgate. Yeah. So it is kind of fascinating to see. I'm not saying I agree with Bedford's comment that like we're pushing some sort of government agenda per se, but it is really interesting. The push to electric, you hear Electrify America, you don't yeah. think, oh, that was Dieselgate. No, it's just like that's Electrify America. Yeah, no. You hear GM saying we're going to move 400,000 EVs. You don't think about how they were bailed out back in 08, you know, but yeah. it, it, there are there are connections to be made. Yes, but, but you know, when we speak of the bailout in 08, I mean, 
the, the manufacturers that took money paid it all back and and with interest. Yep. So it, it's it, it's not like uh, they still owe us the taxpayers money. They paid us everything and then some. Um, and and so are there times where the government needs to step in? Apparently, um, you know, some brands like Ford didn't need a bailout. Others did. Maybe some are, are run better than others. Um, but I, I don't know that the that the push to EV is is necessarily so tied into the the government or the government wishes. Um, I think a lot of it's tied to back to market capitalization and people making yes, more money you know, because there's I excitement mean, around because, it. And and especially with the market, I mean, the the stock market seems to love what they view to be disruptors. That's Tesla. They're disrupting the the automotive. Um, dealer manufacturing model as we know it. Yep. Um, and so I think that's one of the reasons why there's Tesla, there's Rivian, there's Lucid, there's others that are coming into the marketplace. Um, because there, there's a, a, a ton of money out there that says, okay, we want to place a bet on you. Um, sometimes the bet's right and sometimes it's wrong. You know, I didn't think about this, Dad. I'm wearing a green shirt today. You are. Surprised I'm not like the Burning Man. You know what I mean? Well, pick me up. No, I think you can't wear a white shirt. That's that's how it works. Really? Yeah, with a green screen. Your chest is very white. Why don't you just take that off real quick and let's see? Just put it. Put that's, to the that's, test. That that's not news that you can use. <laughs> All right. That's not even views <laughs> that you would use. Yeah. Do no. you want to sicken the audience? I really don't want to sicken okay. the audience. Also, everything we were just talking about with GM, Justin. Thank you for getting this up. We've got updates on. All things GM right here back on Join YAA as well. Let's talk really quick, Pops. Yes. Is this a quick, early, really, you got to be kidding me segment? Should it be? Do you want me to hit the button? Should I? <laughs> no. All right. All Carvana right. averts suspension of its dealer license in Florida. Oh, my. They've made significant progress. That's good to know. They made progress. They was, made... It, was the progress the legislation that got proposed? <laughs> well, could be, but but, you know. It, it's it's not a question of making progress. It's a question of doing it right from Jump Street. So for those who are new to the channel or yes, haven't heard please. already, uh, we actually have documented it pretty pretty thoroughly. I'm going to pull up our blog article really quick. Let me go to the search. Carvana. And, and by the way, if you're wondering what the heck it is that I'm drinking today, I don't know. I had some fruit and water here. It, it, it looks very colorful and it just tastes like regular water. Um, so there's currently a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit against Carvana um, about uh, issues, getting titles and registration Title issues, yes. into consumers' hands. Yes. And then with, in, in conjunction with that, we've had suspensions in North Carolina that were yeah. actually just lifted the other day and then all sorts of issues in the yes. state of Florida, too. So that's what's going on with Carvana. Yeah, but, this. but go back. So, so the yep. article, at, at, they had nearly 400 cases of not being able to get titles issued within the 30-day time frame as, as mandated by the state of Florida. Um, Which, if you check the BBV reviews for Carvana, it is apparent that yeah, they're struggling. Yes. And and they've got that down to now 29. And of that 29, 11 customers, who they still can't get titles for, have elected to receive buyout offers that include compensation for all the payments they made and that Carvana is going to buy back the vehicle for 15% over the purchase price of the vehicle. That, that, that seems substantial. 
You know, it's fascinating. This kind of reminds me of there was a story earlier this year, Dad, in the real estate market. Zillow, you remember this? Zillow bought a ton of people's homes. Yes. And then they closed that line of that business unit, that line of business, and then they sold homes back to people who they. There was one story. What blew up on Twitter is like a guy sold his house for five hundred thousand yeah. dollars to Zillow, and then two weeks later he bought it back for three hundred thousand. Does this not kind of feel the same way? It's like, hey, I went to Carvana to buy a yeah. car. Yeah. Then they couldn't get me the title, yeah. so now they're so buying I, it back. So I, drove, so I drove it for 14 months. They're going to reimburse me for all the payments that I made, and they're going to buy it back at 15% over what I paid for it. Well, why wouldn't you do that? You know, but the point is, um, you know, that Florida said, well, well, they're, they're moving in the right direction. No, they were supposed to be moving in the right direction before this happened. And there should be, I'm sorry, there should be consequences when you don't follow the law. There just should be. It, it shouldn't be a slap on the wrist. It, it shouldn't be, hey, we're going to give you extra time. If it was just an individual, yeah, they wouldn't give that individual the extra time. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, we, we have rules for a reason. We have laws for a reason. If you can't operate within those rules and guidelines and laws, then your your business license should be revoked. Oh, well, we're, we'll, we'll give you extra time. <laughs> okay. No, it is fascinating to see. I mean, it's the too big to fail. A, a bit of that mentality. Yeah. yeah, it really is a bit of that mentality. Yeah. Let's also let's switch gears here, Pops, and take a peek at another legal precedent. This literally just popped up on Auto News. Dealer yeah. sues Nissan. Not enough cars for a nearby news store. Wow. Let's take a peek at this. Neither of us have looked at it. Let's see what the heck this is. This sounds yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Yonkers, New York car dealer, Central Avenue Nissan, facing low new car inventory due to chip shortages, filed a lawsuit challenging the automaker's decision to open a near a new store nearby. Well, yeah, because I guess they're saying, hey, if you can't get us enough inventory to for our store to prosper, uh, how can you spread the pie even thinner and add another new store in the area? Let's take a quick, yeah. quick, quick read of this. Like most of the auto industry, Nissan is struggling to deliver enough new vehicles to its dealership. Yeah. Lots of people are aware of that. James, no, F. James Rourke. Yeah. Do you think he goes by FJ? Um, or Mr. Rourke probably does. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Mr. Rourke. Well, Look, boss, the plane, the plane. <laughs> anyway, um, they filed a the Nissan, the Nissan. <laughs> that by greenlighting an additional dealership, Nissan is potentially exacerbating the brand's inventory squeeze. The suit filed in U.S. District Court in Southern District of New York in late January challenges the Japanese automaker for approving a competing dealership nearby, even as it is unable to adequately supply inventory to existing stores. This, this, actually, I think that's a legitimate concern. And as consumers, we yeah. should be glad that they're the more deal dealerships you have in an area and they all have no supply then why would anyone you know well the and 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 why would the prices ever come exactly down? they yeah, never would yeah so it's yeah uh breach of contract and violation of state law interesting that we're yeah. seeing more breach of contract stuff because that was also what was referenced in the ford and gm memos was like hey if you act poorly you're breaching our contract but yeah. we still know that those likely will never actually face any any contestion. Um, in an interview with Auto News, Rourke expressed his frustration with Nissan. When you can't even supply the dealerships that you currently have with an ample amount of inventory, you're going to bring in a new franchise and give him additional inventory. Interesting. Yeah. Flagrant violation. Um, restricts automakers from authorizing a new store within six miles of the same brand dealership. Wow, this is really interesting. Oh, the new that. Nissan dealership at 450, the it's 5.87 miles away from the existing dealership. This is interesting. Oh, dealer flashpoint. Yeah. 
This lawsuit, this is this is great. The lawsuit touches on a hot button issue in factory dealer relation. It costs the manufacturer little to add dealerships, but it can be devastating to nearby same brand dealerships that must compete for a limited number of customers, said dealer attorney Richard Sox. Yeah. Dealers have been told over time to build bigger and more expensive stores, making it harder and harder to obtain a return on investment. Cramming more dealers into a market only places additional stress on the existing dealer's balance sheets while not providing any real added benefit yeah, what it, what it really consumers. does yeah. is, is it is it does help consumers because it forces dealers yeah to be more competitive in pricing in order to get their fair share of sales so in a sense it does help consumers because the dealers will all become more competitive when when they're the slice of the pie is the same size but they're they're all trying to get their their share of that slice. Um, but for the dealers who make the, the investment of building a facility, um, the return on the investment becomes harder and harder to obtain because there's less and less vehicles available. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just kind of intrigued at the idea that a dealer group is, is suing the manufacturer. Like, I think... I think we're going to see more and more of that. Oh, that stuff goes on. I know it does, but I think we're going to see more and more of that. I think it's going to get more and more tenuous. Like you're going to see more well, and more headlines yeah, I that mean, are tied I, to. I mean, if 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 I were a dealer, if I were the Nissan dealer, and and they opened up another point less than six miles from my store, and they can't provide me with enough inventory because they can't build enough cars, and they can't provide the new dealer with what's the why why do it what's the point so that so that yeah i would be screaming fighting and threatening a lawsuit as well um because it's not in the best interest of nissan or of the local dealership i mean if you can't provide your 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 uh franchise dealerships with inventory What's the point? 100% agree. Also, not quite sure what's going on in the chat, but Space said, hey, uh, 100% give me my CT5V Blackwing with 13 miles per hour. That's actually a car we're going to be reviewing. And and I shouldn't say review. That's going to be a car we're going to be driving in and filming our conversation. Yes, yes. It's, um, it, that, that's a car that we're going to do a ride along with Ramzak. Yep. Uh, what is it? It's a specialized. You don't know what this, you don't know what that car is? Oh, no. All right, let's, let's expose uh, my dad to the CT5V Blackwing. Yeah. Give me one second. CT is that is that five. anything like the like the uh, mini uh, uh, good good wood they made? Yeah, this has literally nothing to do with the okay. with the mini. No, okay. the uh, Blackwing is essentially like you can think of it as the AMG equivalent. The M equivalent. The M, the AMG equivalent from yeah. Cadillac. Yeah. So the the new one has six hundred and sixty eight horsepower wow. from an inline six point two liter V eight. No, it's not a it's not an inline from a Non in line, yeah. V V V eight V would not be yeah. in line. Yeah, exactly. From a boxer V eight. No, jeez. Thank you, Bob's. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're gonna be driving one of these. Wow. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's an incredible. So car. this this is one of the one of them one of them uh, fast rocket ship type cars. Look at that thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I'm getting us off topic here. We've got another story that I wanted to cover. Yeah. Which also ties in with probably going to be legal this, issues. This. This. This is really fascinating. All right, so let me cue it up, and then you. Yeah. Stellantis imposes changes that could raise suppliers' costs, cause a lot of friction. Lawyers say some suppliers unaware changes were happening. Former insider says Stellantis wants to achieve unrealistic savings goals. The the long and short of it here is Stellantis is essentially proposing in their contracts with suppliers they can have all the control. 
if there are any cost savings, there are cost savings. And if they're given the, they're given the finger to their yeah, suppliers. And and if there's if there's cost increases, they have to be borne by the supplier. All right. So yeah, let let it rip. And this, what, and what this, is this? And 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 they have to continue uh, in perpetuity as long as they have that particular model. Um, it, it's they're, they're changing the language in in their uh, contracts with their suppliers as to how things are going to work. And they um, they didn't really make it clear. Uh, to most of the suppliers as to what these language changes were. But but the whole idea is to put the onus directly on the supplier and not on Stellantis. And uh, so a lot of suppliers are voicing their concerns, hiring uh, legal expertise to uh, fight back um, because uh, Stellantis is trying to take advantage of the suppliers that they, they get their uh, parts from. Now, Truth be told, since there's a limited amount of suppliers, if the suppliers were to unite yeah. as one, um, they could really end up holding Stellantis's feet to the fire. Because if there isn't somewhere else for them to go to get these things, um, then Stellantis will be up um, uh, some somebody's creek without a paddle. Let's 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 read the verbatim language well, I here. Think, just I so. think there was a TV show called. Shit's Creek. Yes, they'd be up, yeah, up to yeah. Shit's Creek without a paddle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so listen to this. The attorney said there's now a rule in place in North America that suppliers must immediately pass on cost savings they achieved to Stellantis. The automaker's terms say suppliers also must provide a written plan for implementing cost saving, savings and productivity improvements by October 1st every year. The firm said this creates a problem for suppliers because there's no corresponding rule <laughs> allowing a supplier to pass along cost increases to Stellantis. They're expected to absorb unexpected costs while giving Stellantis the benefit of any savings they find. They expect their suppliers to absorb those hits. That's the source of a lot of friction in the supply chain these days. Also, this longer contracts piece yeah. that you were alluding to. Um, just going to say that's actually our law firm. So that's kind of cool. Is it? Yeah. Fully wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, analysis says the automaker now can unilaterally extend North American purchase orders across multiple vehicle programs and extend vehicle programs more than once. In addition, the terms say purchase order agreements that don't specify an end date or have an end date of 9999 will last for the life of the vehicle program. Exactly what you were just saying. Yes. Um, the traditional model in the automotive industry is usually what's called the life of the program term. The supplier has to supply the part for as long as that particular OEM program is in effect, that's typically been a source of friction. How long does the program really last? But here Stellantis really has added some language that goes much beyond the traditional model, allowing them to roll over the contract to newer successor programs or additional programs, potentially locking in the supplier for a very long time if they have favorable pricing on their part. There's a lot of pushback. Oh, a yeah. lot of pushback. As well, there should be. Yeah. Here you go. Any supplier that signs up for this is basically at the stage where you cannot calculate the rate of return on your investment. Well, you have and potentially the whole reason unlimited they go into business is is to get a return yeah, of on course. that investment. You have potentially unlimited liability on all kinds of different things and you don't know how much you're going to make. This is I don't understand why when the supply chain is tight like this that you would do something along these lines with your suppliers, but hey, you know what? Um they got people what, that are smarter than it, us in there. What it what it shows is that the ultimate manufacturers like to speak to their dealer body yeah. and their suppliers as if they're in partnership. And what this states rather clearly is, this ain't a partnership. No. Okay? We're not really interested in the partnership. We're interested in taking advantage of you. Um, and, and, and that's a problem for a lot of suppliers. If, 
the bulk of their business is to one manufacturer, well, then that manufacturer has the leverage over that supplier. Either you're going to come in at our price point yeah. or we're going to go find a different supplier. And the supplier, if they're, if 80% of their business is with Stellantis, can't say, okay, you know, they have to try and figure it out. So that's why suppliers should always be diversified as to who they make their parts for and not become dependent upon one manufacturer. And we had talked to uh, David Chow. Um, yes. from Automotive Press, still just absolutely love that he yes. came onto to the YAA channel and did that interview. And he talked about like some of the rigid rules that like Toyota has, for example, yes. over in Japan. What was it? You have one, you have two you, minutes. You have, you, you, if, if your parts are due at the plant at say 1215, you can arrive one minute before yeah. at 1214 or one minute after at 1216. If you arrive earlier than 1214, there's a penalty. If you arrive later than 1216, there's a penalty to be paid. So suppliers, I feel like are used to playing in a, in a, in a sandbox that has a lot of restrictions in it, but yes. one where essentially they don't know how much money they're going to make. Ooh. That's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. Also, the chat is going crazy with conversation around <laughs> around the Blackwig dad. And I and, and I mean like every single chat message yeah. is about is about the CT5. Um so it seems like yeah. I'm, I, when we do that, hundred thousand yeah. dollars plus for that Cadillac. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The people that we're gonna be renting it from, um, they told me that they actually were able to find a dealer. They bought theirs yeah. just like two weeks ago. Wow. Uh, so it's brand new. So we actually won't be able to push it to its limits because it's not broken in yet. Oh, it, it will be when we're done. <laughs> when I'm done. <laughs> um but but it was what I was gonna say it is they just be broken. <laughs> I hope not. Um they had contacted multiple dealerships yeah. and they were close to pulling the trigger for one that yeah. was with fifteen thousand dollars in additional dealer markup. Wow. They didn't, they found another dealer. They got it for MSRP plus processing fee. Doc fee. Wow. Very nice. So Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, are, are there any other surprise vehicles you have? For yeah, me? I do. Yeah. Okay. yeah but you're not going to share them? No, not right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. We're going to Vegas this week. I got some surprise. No, I don't have any surprises <laughs> when we're in Vegas. Okay. All right. So I want to end today's show on a high note, Dad. I want to read a success story. It's been a little while. If you're new to the channel, if you're new to YAA, if you're new to us, um, we have our own community forum, which is really awesome, honestly. Yes. Um, you can come on here and ask questions. So like Jeff. And, and, and get answers. That's the most incredible thing. Yes. Is that there are actually people. I mean, this was posted 38 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, review my deal. You have questions. You need your deal reviewed. You come in here. Um, justice. Thank you. And you're getting... Yeah. Help and justice, Mario, Phil, Kimberly, Candace, the whole team, people who are incredibly knowledgeable, know way more than we do. Yes. Get help from them. What I want to turn to here is the success stories. Yes. Okay. Uh, this one. This is why I love YAA. I want to read this to you real quick, Pops, and then we'll we'll call it a day. Okay. So Mark, this is from Mark from last week. I've been on the community now for about a year. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I cannot tell you how much Zach, Ray, Kimberly, Candace, who sold me a VSC, have saved me. Imagine a world where you buy an extended warranty yeah. and you're so happy about it that you write a positive review. Uh, that, that world doesn't exist. I had another one of those nuts calls, uh, nut nuts call me about my warranty inspiring. Yes. We all get those phone calls. Yes. I decided Especially to play. Especially in the cars that we no longer own. I, That's the best. I still get calls from my Volvo. Yeah. 
Um, my old Bobo. I decided to play along. I gave all the answers and was connected to a, quote, specialized agent. This person explained everything about the plan, and it was the exact plan that YAA has, except the mileage was about 10,000 more, and they would cover me to 160,000 miles. The YAA extended warranty is up to 150,000 miles. My car has 63,000 miles on it right now. He quoted me since I was super qualified. Super qualified. Super qualified. Mind you, to pay $199 down and $195 per month for 22 months. The total package price comes out to 4500 U.S. American dollars. Yes. I wonder how much Bitcoin that is. Just kidding. Less, I explained. Ex- hey, there you go. Yeah. I explained to him YAA. He asked me who they were. Gave me a price of $1,900 total to be paid over 36 months. I told him if he could match that price, I would purchase it right away. I knew he couldn't. He told me YAA's plan must be different than their super special plan. Super special. He said it must be a plan where I pay, then get reimbursed. I encouraged him to look at your website. Think about this also. Basically, my car is brand new for 90,000 more miles because you got the coverage. I do yeah. not plan. I do not need to worry if it breaks down. It will be fixed like new. So why should I sell a car until it plans to run out? I probably, uh, I would probably sell it a year or two earlier if I did not have a protection plan, which means probably about $9,600 in payments. Thank you, YAA. You saved me even more than I thought at first. The thing I love about YAA is that they are most the most honest company I have come across. This is why they will be successful. I cannot wait for the time that I do buy a car and walk into the F&I office. They won't know what hit them. What I love about this uh, this story from Mark, and thanks for sharing that, Mark, is we actually got a phone call just the other day. Warren uh, yeah. on our team took the phone call, and it was the exact same story, except the gentleman was in the F&I office, and Warren was like relaying the story back yeah. to back to me. And I think you, yeah, he he shared this on the team meeting yesterday. You know, that gentleman essentially said that the F and I manager was really frustrated with him uh, because he he had he came in with like you know other coverage. He didn't take it from the F and I manager. He saved money working with us. It's really cool. It's really really cool to see um, you know what we do actually result in like people saving money. That's that's a lot of a lot of dollars back in his pocket. And uh, I believe that's part and parcel of what it is we try to do. No, hundred percent. Yeah, you know. So even if we do have sometimes clickbaity titles, and not Burning if. Man. Yeah, not if. I mean, you know, they're they're a really honest company, except for their <laughs> clickbaity uh, YouTube titles. But, 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 but we own that. I own that. Yeah, I own that. Yeah, yeah. Well, GM you, may need a bailout. Yeah, you know you're young and and you're you're tech savvy and and you know you know how the YouTube games played and and you know I, I mean, hey, if if Warren Beatty and Ned Beatty ever had gotten <laughs> together and produced a child, that would have been Click Beatty, and and I believe it could be you. All right, let's call it a show. Paco with a quick question. Are extended service plans transferable? Typically, they are. $50 administrative fee is usually what they're going to charge you if you do transfer it. You can also just uh, cancel it and get a prorated refund. That's usually the way to go. Let's call it a day, Pops. We got work to do. We got videos to film. We got cars to drive. We got You you matched your bracelets. You changed your... I, I color coordinate, buddy. I hope I'm as stylish as you one day. Well, you know, that's one of my hopes as well. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Yep. See you all tomorrow, folks. Thanks so much for being here today. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.